whenever you're ready. Oh <laughs> my God. Jessica. I've never been called a fox. <laughs> Dana. That's a classy name for a Harry. I like it classic. Okay. Do you? <laughs> Welcome to the Rants and Raves podcast. Sure. Out with the bad and in with the good, motherfuckers. That's right. Jessica. Dana. Hi, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Welcome to the Rants and Raves podcast. I'm Dana Powell. I'm Jessica Young. And we, we are, are here to here rant to and rave. And rave. My hair is cuckoo. I just, I was trying to hurry because Jessica has to get out of here fast. And so my well, hair is Well, one of these like days, wet. I'll pay attention to when the countdown starts. You're always like, are you ready? I'm like, yep. And then I just like start telling a random story and it's like, <laughs> well, three, two. I've just, started, I've just started letting it go because I figure you'll figure it out at some point. <laughs> Absolutely You not always okay. say, yeah. I always ask you and you always say, yeah. That's <laughs> true. Guilty as charged. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jessica, oh how was your God. week? Hot AF. Oh, I don't mean in it's... a sexy way. Okay. Yeah. Well, the world's on fire. That's why. Holy crap. So I will just say this because it's hot everywhere right now. Yeah. I have a friend that is moving to the desert. She is uh, going to be living in like the Palm Springs area. So she's oh, currently Lordy. renting a house for the month, like as she looks at places and she's also recovering from a severe broken leg. So oh. uh, me and uh, another friend went out to um, visit her. Me and my friend Scarlett went to visit our friend Natalie and we had the best time ever, but it was 115 degrees. And I'm one of those people who's like, I can't take it. But then when I've been in Palm Springs, I'm like, you just get used to it. You sit in the shade. You're still going to be hot as hell, but it's different in the shade. Well, I went inside, Dana, and we were all like, let's just throw something on and go to dinner and come back. And we're like, okay. My hair was soaking wet just from yeah. sitting. I mean, I hadn't moved. And... The worst part was the bra. It was as though I had jumped in the pool and I had not yet entered the pool that day. Oh. It was next level. But I went there also thinking, you know, for people that have severe allergies like myself, the desert is supposed to be very good for your allergies and asthma and sinuses and stuff like that. There's not the same irritants that I have here well everything was great and then the fires that are now happening in Riverside rolled in mm -hmm. so it was non-stop like bad air alerts and all that so it was just a real hot smoky week how about yeah, you I didn't tell you this but uh the day that you went to Palm Springs I mm -hmm. think uh or maybe the day before I don't know we, my family and I had gone to see the gremlins at mm -hmm. the Hollywood Forever Cemetery. And Amazing. you start lining up. We start lining up at about 6.15. People show up about 6. And it yes. was a little warm, but there was shade. It wasn't too bad. And it's about a good 10 degrees cooler over there mm -hmm. than it is in the valley. So totally. on our way there, we were talking and I was looking at, I had been looking at the temperature of what it was going to be there versus what it was in the valley. Mm -hmm. And I said to Dan Tipton, Bef this was before I knew you were going to Palm Springs. I had no idea. <laughs> and I said, D, 
do you know how stupid I think people are that want a vacation in Palm Springs? I said, do you understand it's 112 degrees there right now? I don't care if you have a pull. When you get out of that water, if you ain't sweating within three seconds, then you're a miracle. And I was talking about how stupid uh-huh. people were to vacation in Palm Springs. And then you told me you were there. <laughs> I hope you laughed your ass off. And that's fine. Because guess what? You're not wrong about that pool part. The pool was hotter than the jacuzzi. I it bet. Was like a it's hot like bath. hot bath. Yes. And you're like swimming in saliva, basically. Like, that's not cool to me. Yeah. I don't ever just walk <laughs> into a pool and I just leapt into it. I'm telling you, it was like a hot bath. Yeah, there was a lot Ooh. of heaving myself onto rafts and trying yeah. to squeeze into the ones like you would do on a lazy river and stuff. Yeah, it was a lot of comedy action of me in the pool. Um, not intended. We to had be funny. the perfect night. It got to like seventy four, and we were out uh, under the stars it. watching yep. a movie that he loves. And also, people were dressed up like Christmas because it's a Christmas movie. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I mean, when Why you not? go to Hollywood forever like that, people are dressed up. They bring their toys. They bring, like, it's insane. Yes. I said to Dan, like, I'm dancing all around. I just dance everywhere because they have a live DJ and stuff. And I said to him, I was like, do you understand that, like, this is where I belong? I am far yes. from the weirdest person. But if I were out in public just happily dancing by myself, you know, I would be the weirdo. And I was like, these are my people. There was a woman there in full prosthetic. Remember from Gremlins 2, the red-lipped girlfriend with the blonde curly hair gremlin? Huge red lips. She fully prosthetic. She looked amazing. Shut up. The creepy, sexy gremlin. She had a purple velvet gown on with a lot of boobilage happening. Like Lipstick a lot of cleavage. boobies, bitch. I mean, she <laughs> looked amazing. It was so funny. I cannot. We, there I were like that. total Mother Christmases, like Father Christmas gowns from Scrooge, oh, but ladies yes. wearing them with big, beautiful hair. Like, it was amazing. <laughs> I love that. I loved it. See, I'm I also a big fan. I'm like, I've always said this. I'm like, how come... Halloween is like the one day that people feel free oh, reign to go, go to the movies? all out. You got to go with me every single time. I love are the theme. I'm, it's great. One guy, I just flat out said, I need to take a picture of you. Uh, and I also just told him I loved him because he brought a <sighs> giant half body size stripe from the gremlins. The bad guy, uh, the bad gremlin. And you, he was I wearing saw a picture a, you put up of that. Yes, yes. He was also wearing a Weird Al t- like bowling shirt <laughs> with bananas and Weird Al. I loved it. I was like, this oh is my, my kind of people. Yes. Anyway, it was very, very fun. We had a blast. That's a blast. Yeah, it was so cool. I love that they have the outdoor movies there. And I didn't know this. And I think maybe I had sent this to you and you were like, I already have tickets for the cemetery one. The What do you call it? Uh, there's a Over, drive-in yeah. in Glendale. I had no I, idea. There's a dri- there's several drive-ins in and around or out and around LA. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also you can watch them from a from a boat, like a little swan boat. You can get what? your own little boat, yeah. And then there's a lot of places with rooftop cinema, you know, because we yeah. live basically in the desert. So at night it does cool down to a yeah. fun, like you can hang Year out round. at night and have fun. Yes, yes. So people are always like, 
why would I, as an adult, want to haul half of my house to sit on the ground and watch a movie? And oh, I'm like, I don't know, you party pooper. Maybe because it's communal and fellowship and food trucks and, and photo fun. booths. Yes, and getting out of your house. And yes. sometimes, I'm sorry, sometimes they have some nice sponsors. Like, I think it was maybe for Footloose. I went there a few years ago and saw Footloose. They uh-huh. had Aperol sponsored it. Free Aperol spritz oh, yeah. all night. I went it was one like, time with I don't Thomas to see, to see that, um, the premiere of, um, oh God, who's the Michael that we love? Shannon? Uh, yes, the one from everything. Yes, Michael Shannon. Yes, yes. God, I love him. <laughs> one from everything. Uh, yes. He, when his Stop new show, that. this was a few years ago before COVID, mm-hmm. he had a new show that premiered and they threw a big party and they had the two ladies burger truck that's real famous out here. Just two girls in a burger or something like that. Oh. Anyway, they had all kinds of food trucks and they had alcohol and they had little goodie bags and it was all free. It's so fun. So fun. I yeah. love it. Anyway. They used to do a Grease like sing-along oh, Grease at is the Hollywood coming out next Bowl. Month. Yes. Well, then it'll be very fun. They're doing it at the cemetery. Well, I don't know if it's a sing-along, no. but they're showing Grease. Um, but, yeah, they often have sing-alongs at the Hollywood Bowl. Do you know that Dan Tipton's never been to the Bowl? I love that. I'm sorry? Oh, yeah, no. Isn't that weird? Also, our friend Kate, I think she said she's never been to the bowl. And today's her five-year anniversary. Well, then maybe she needs to look up Gustavo Dudamel and go hear some classical music with Tommy. Okay. Well, she wouldn't do that. And can I tell you why? <laughs> because I don't it's think not Taylor she'll hear Swift. This. She, uh-huh. she literally <laughs> admitted to me the other day that she does not listen to any other music besides not Taylor okay. Swift. That's she doesn't okay. need to be admitting that even to you. Okay. <laughs> to all of our 11 <laughs> listeners. <laughs> I don't know. I go through phases where I'm like, I only listen to this. Back in the day, I would only listen to one CD for like two months, you know. But yes. like, it's been a few years, my friend. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, I'm not kidding. Uh, I am going to see what I think you guys should go to and send it your way. And they sometimes have flash sales for the Hollywood Bowl. They had Mm -hmm. one a week or two ago, and it was a limited amount of tickets, but they were doing seats for $1. What? It was a Hollywood Bowl produced event. And they used to... I wish I knew that about Dan, because I'm telling you, they just had John Williams, Maestro of the Movies. They have it yes. every year. Yes. So they do all I've the grand. i to go to that. Yes. Like all the never classic, the iconic. But there's many great things. They sometimes do like a screening of Star Wars, and they'll have the L.A. Phil saw, play the music. like Indiana Jones with the L.A. Phil. Yes. That was amazing. You got to go to the bowl with Dan. And I'm telling you, if it's a Hollywood bowl produced event, like they have their season, but then there's also like shows that are wait, like Hollywood bowl season ends in like early September. Well, I've been to shows there in November. Yeah. It's not a Hollywood bowl season. It's like a rented event through Ticketmaster. Like Mm -hmm. uh, if it's a Hollywood bowl produced event, you can oftentimes get dirt cheap tickets in the upper levels and that place is so great there's not a bad seat in the house 
No, the and they have screens. Are, they have screens yes. now too, where you can see even if you're far away. I've seen you a lot. You guys gotta go. You need to have yeah. a date night. I will volunteer to come and stay with your child and your pet. Well, we were also just saying too that like he's getting old enough. I think he might enjoy something like that. He would love you know? it. So there's really, Anywho. really amazing things there. Yeah, I love it. We're very, very lucky with all these outdoor fun venues. Yes, very. I love it. Jessica, do you want to tell people how to get a hold of us? If I'm sorry if it seems like I'm rushing us, but you are getting on a plane soon, and I don't, don't want to be like you're rushing us the at all. Cause of you missing. <laughs> don't be silly, and uh, it wouldn't be me if I uh, told you I'm not packed. So I put oh out a few God. things, but I'm a maniac. Yeah, I'm like, oh, it'll be fine. It'll motivate me to move faster. But um, yeah, mm -hmm. so okay. you guys and gals, reach out. To us, you can find us on TikTok at the Rants and Raves P. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at the Rants and Raves Podcast. You can always send us an email at the Rants and Raves Podcast at gmail.com or go to our website, hit the contact button, www.therantsandravespodcast.com. You guys are great. Thank you for following along. We also have our YouTube channel. I will always remind you of that. You can see our shorts. We also have our shorts on Instagram and Facebook and TikTok. And then you can see full-length episodes of us on our YouTube channel, The Rents and Raves Podcast. Or, as usual, if you're listening to us now, you're probably listening on any of the platforms when you can, where you can get a podcast for your ears. We are going mm. to roll right on into this as well, I scroll you... and find... Yes. Before you do that, may I make a special announcement? Um, Jessica and I yes. try to keep our podcast, you know, non-political. And I wouldn't say this is specifically political, but it does affect both of our families and definitely mm -hmm. mine. I am an yes. industry-only home. And I just want to mention the strike again. It is still going mm -hmm. on. We are seeing a lot of hate from the general public saying things like, I don't care about these spoiled actors. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, let me just go on record and tell you, you are sorely mistaken and on the wrong side of history. If you yep. are saying and doing things like this, I am an industry only home. I have been for 23 years. My husband works in production, which means he mm -hmm. cannot work right now. I am an actress. I am supporting us solely. I am the breadwinner based on past jobs that I have had. And mm -hmm. I'm very lucky because I am an actress who has worked a lot on network TV. And network TV pays differently than streaming. So right. I just quickly want to tell you why that mindset is wrong. Um, you guys are thinking of George Clooney, Reese Witherspoon, the people who are already rich. I am not yes. rich. I would be willing to bet that I live less than most of you listening to us. California is very expensive to live in. Mm -hmm. So though I make twice what people back home make, I live way less I am also sometimes a week-to-week -week family. It's very scary, and we are not the only ones. Uh, mm -hmm. The news outlets are owned by the people we are fighting. So if you are hearing negative messaging about how we're being unrealistic, I would like to tell you that when I get paid for an episode of Mom or Modern Family, which was on network TV, I'll make $1,000, thousands, you know, whatever, depending mm -hmm. on the time frame and how many times it ran. When I get a paycheck for Veep, 
which everybody knows that show. Curb Your Enthusiasm, mm -hmm. iconic. Uh, Arrested Development, anything that plays on streaming or cable type networks. I'm not lying mm -hmm. to you. I have the, the pay stubs to prove it. And I'm sure you've seen other actors saying it. I get paid 40 cents. I also lost my health insurance last year, even though only, it only takes $26,000 to qualify. I made way right. more than $26,000, but all of my popular episodes don't pay towards my health insurance anymore, and they never mm -hmm. will again. And so by the time I get old, all of my things that I have worked on my entire life will no longer qualify me for health insurance. Uh, they also want to take pictures of background actors faces, mm -hmm. pay them for a half a day's work and use their face forever in any way they want to. That's in any way they want. Mm -hmm. That is unrealistic and ridiculous. And if you don't think that's going to compound to affecting people like me, where they can use my likeness and my voice anytime they, they want, you're crazy. Mm -hmm. And if you don't think it'll come to you, you're also crazy. I already have yes. people in the corporate world who are friends of mine that are losing their jobs at rapid rate because of AI, because they are writers. And now there's a popular online magazine called Looper that employed a lot of people. They now employ 10 people all over the world and use AI. I know people that lost their jobs that way. So I'm telling you, we're not being unrealistic. These rich mm -hmm. people are. It would take 1% of these CEOs' incomes. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to tell you, here's how much Hollywood executives make. David Zasloff from Warner Brothers, I'm sure you've heard his name. He made $323,572. Uh, Reed Hastings from Netflix, uh, he makes $134,582,986. Ted Sarandos, $127 million, almost $128. Uh, Bob Iger from Disney, $81 million. Uh, I didn't qualify for my health insurance this year. Okay. So I don't want if if you're a person that's saying that writers and actors are being whiny and they're spoiled, you're ignorant and don't be my friend. OK, yeah. <laughs> just going to leave it at that because we are struggling. And those rich men have quoted they've been quoted as saying we will renegotiate with them when they lose their homes. Make no mistake. Your friend Dana will be first on the line to lose her home if this doesn't happen quickly. OK, just want to put that out there. And I'm a relatively good person, and I work real hard for what I have, which is very little. Okay. So, stop shit-talking, writers and actors. Stop it. UPS is about to strike. We're all being taken advantage of. And history yes. has shown, economically, the, our industry got, to back work, got back to work first after COVID. Uh, we mm -hmm. always indicate what the country's economy is going to be. We're in trouble. That means it's coming for you. It, there has yeah. been precedent set many, many times. We foretell the future for you. Don't abandon us because you're next. How quickly, also... for we, how quickly we forget that we brought you the only means of sanity and entertainment you had during an unprecedented worldwide pandemic. Mm -hmm. Don't leave us out to die. Those men don't also... create anything. They create nothing. Everything you see is from our minds and our talents. They push papers and dollar signs around, and they have fleets of private planes. Personal fleets of private planes. I had to determine whether or not I could afford to take my kids swimming the other day. Okay. Just had to get that out. 
because I've seen a lot of hate, and it's really disheartening. <clears throat> it's really mm. disheartening. We are not well, spoiled. it affects thousands of people. It's not just the actors it's and the writers. Us. It's everyone it's else everyone that works It's everyone down to dry production. cleaners, cafe owners. I mean, they've all been out on the strike lines giving us food and making sure we're cool and have drinks. Yeah. Do you know why? They depend on us for their livelihood as well. It's not just us. No one's being spoiled except these rich men who won't give up 1% of their income. So I just had to say that because I'm getting tired of seeing the hate. Yeah. A mutual friend of ours posted a screenshot of their message from SAG alerting them that they had 12 payments on the way totaling $1.88. Oh, I believe. For 12 jobs, they -hmm. were now going to be paid $1.88 for 12 things that they appeared on that were on streaming instead of prime time. When I say I'm making 40 cents, Jessica, that's not per viewing. That's a whole quarter. Yes. People have watched it hundreds of times. Yeah. And I make 40 cents. Yeah. Hundreds. And I lost my insurance because they have a cap on episodes. Do you think that 40 cent check is going to get me Cobra? Do you think 1046 well, chance? Well, Cobra is a fortune. Cobra is It's almost $2,000 a month. Yeah. It's almost no 2000 a month. No one can do that. There's no number of my 40 cent checks I can add up to get myself Cobra. Right. And I have a child. Now, mm-hmm. I am lucky because I'm married to a man who has insurance that's dependent on this industry. And if we don't get back to work, he loses his insurance in the spring. And then we're royally fucked as a family. Yeah. This is our career. This isn't something we do for fun. It's our livelihood. It's how we sustain ourselves. And we haven't been able to do that for years. I have not been on a vacation but once in my adult life. One time. Because I can't afford it, y'all. I live in a smaller house than most people I know back home by eons. And it's shameful to me. They look at me and go... Oh, that's that's how you live? Well, why don't you go on this trip with us? I can't afford it. What do you mean you can't afford it? You're on TV. Oh, I'm aware. I'm aware. So that's the reality of things. Long, long, long time. We've all been quiet about it because it's embarrassing. It's humiliating. Uh, I'm not being quiet anymore. I don't make money. We struggle. And you might look at me and think I'm successful and you don't know the amount of tears I have shed because I can't afford to do something for my only child, okay? Mm -hmm. So let's get realistic about all this and stop shit-talking people. Just because you think you see them on TV doesn't mean their life is great. Yep. That's the truth of it. So anyway, on to your rant. (laughs) I'm just getting tired of seeing my friends and myself be bashed over lies. This... Seems very inconsequential after what you just said. That should have been your rant no. for today. <laughs> um, this is something that I noticed um, a lot when I was in Canada, and it's really driving me crazy. But it was like of epidemic proportion when I was in Canada earlier this year. Mm-hmm. Um, bathrooms that don't have a hook for your purse or bag or anything like that. No, let me rephrase joking. that. Can I rephrase mm-hmm. that for you? Yes. Bathrooms made by men. Please continue. Yes. <laughs> and I've noticed it more here. Like I notice it in every bathroom. But now I'm like, I find it a lot of times 
in the nastiest of places, like a gas station bathroom or even a Starbucks where you're, I'm like, where I'm not going to put it on the filthy, anything. I'm not putting it on top of the toilet paper roll holder. I ain't putting it on top of the nasty, dusty, uh, hand towel thing or whatever i'm not hanging it on the door handle that i'm already gonna open with my shirt that i grab so i don't have to touch with my hands Mm -hmm. it is insane how is there not a hook and quite frankly how is there not a ledge of some sort i know nobody wants to put anything on the floor in a bathroom so i end up doing this and trying to, if it's like a clutch, it's under my neck. Otherwise, I try to hook it, and then I'm hovering. I'm not going to sit on the seat anyway, and I'm having to hold this with my other hand, hold my pants away so I don't pee on my pants as I'm hovering over the toilet. It's a real problem, yeah. Dana. It and is. I'm yelling right now, and Alan's out of town, so I can yell. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean. If it's small enough, I'll put it in my cleavage, whatever it is. So like a wallet or a phone, I put it in my cleavage. If it's a purse, I hang it over the front of my neck and then hold it with my elbow like this so I can pee-pee. Yeah. Like an old-timey horse in a Disney cartoon with a feet sack around their neck. Gotta do what we gotta do because (laughs) men don't build this world for women. No. If men carried purses, we would have had hooks in the days of, I mean, horses would have had hooks on their butts. Okay. (laughs) I even, every time I go to a restaurant, go like this to feel under the table and no one has it. Bars oftentimes will, like a bar counter. Yeah. I'm like, what about a Tate? You're out to dinner. It's like, oh, I just sit with a big purse in my lap. (laughs) Yeah. It's awful. I know. Where I put it on my feet. Ugh. Yeah. It's also a hygiene problem because that's why purses are so nasty. Yes. Like they've done a lot of tests on the bottom of purses. You don't even want to know. I can't. You don't even want to know. I refuse to know. Yeah. It's awful. <laughs> no, I get I'm it. Serious. I agree I'm with really you. I'm really angry about it. It's awful. Um, I think that was all I had to say about it. Yep. <laughs> I just, I need to know why there is not hooks in every I bathroom, just told you why period. because women don't design the bathroom <laughs> because I'll tell you this I'll tell you this too also have you ever noticed that sometimes our toilets are too close to the wall and like I have big boobs and I'm not a small girl anyway and there yes. are times I'm laying on the wall to go pee pee if you yes. don't think that's nasty and I'm like no man would be squished up against this wall no. if he had to sit and go pee pee Absolutely It's not. literally inches from the wall. I don't want to touch a dang thing in a bathroom. Nothing. Nothing. Let alone lay on the wall. I'm even uh-huh. like this to grab a paper towel. Toilet paper. I'm like, God help me. God help me if my nail as much as touches this container that it's yeah, in. Yeah, no, I don't want to touch any of it. The only time I go to the bathroom in public is if I absolutely have to, if there's no way around it. And honestly, if I had a diaper on, I'd probably rather pee in my pants. <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you this. I do everything I can to not have to go to the bathroom when I'm on a plane. And it just inevitably, oh, it's a I long flight. I have anymore, to, though. but yeah, it's bad. Awful. It's awful. Yeah. Okay. And honestly, I, it's like, you can't give us another 
six inches right of room i'm saying right i know <sighs> because they don't have to sit and experience it so they no. don't care i always they whip those say that dogs to... out they whip them out like a wand pee pee and walk out they don't care about having to pull their pants down sit balance Keep clean, pee pee in the toilet, because that's something they don't care about either. They'll splatter all over their own face if they want to. They I mean, who puts bottle. ice in the bottom? Who puts ice on the bottom of a urinal so it splatters all over you and Kingdom Come's feet? Ew. Uh... You know? I don't know. Whatever. Well, let's move on to my equally. What is as... ice in the bottom of a urinal? Have you never heard of that? We need to have no. some guys write in and tell us. They put ice in the bottom of urinals for sure. I've seen it before at, uh, Why? what's the place now? My girlfriend's walking up the driveway with my bicycle. It's very funny. <laughs> she told me she was going to drop it off. <laughs> yeah, it's disgusting. I can't handle it. Uh, oh, my, my you, you said your rant sounded not nearly as important as uh, <laughs> what I was talking about before. Just wait for mine. It is very not important. So Dana got real tired one night and she gets annoyed late at night when she's tired. And this, I can tell, is an email that I wrote to Jessica late at night where something just crawled in between my butt cheeks. And I was like, can't handle it. Gotta say something. So I will read you what I wrote. I would assume probably after 1 a.m. I don't know. But yeah. A prize. So this is what I wrote to Jessica. I can't stand the word lope. Or worse, loping. It's so gross to me. The actual definition is lope. It's a verb. To run or move with long bounding stride. The dog was loping along by his side. Long bounding? I said. <laughs> I've to never me, even heard this word, P.S. To me, that sounds like I said, sing your tube elope. I put in words, sing your tube elope. It's too close. It's too close to the word dopey, but like a dirty dopey. It just sounds dirty as in unhygienic to me. Slovenly to lope. I don't like how it sounds when it comes out of your face, and I don't like how it feels. When I say it in my mouth, bless, hate it. It's okay to let some words die. What words do you hate? That's the full email. <laughs> I love the pensive question at the end. What words do you what hate? What words do you hate? As if this oh were a social God. media post. <laughs> it's <laughs> I've never heard that word. Do you understand? I laughed so hard. I'm like. I don't think I've ever heard I've that before. I've definitely heard it. I heard it a lot growing up, but um, there's a guy, you know, I'm really into uh, body language and behavioral analysis mm -hmm. and all this stuff. And there's a guy on there who I really <laughs> like, but he describes someone speaking very comfortably, uh, you know, not As trying to hide anything, that they're just loping along. And it <laughs> drives me insane. You know, you know, their along. conversation is just, their, their dialogue is just loping. They're loping along, nothing to really you know make you turn your head and i'm like stop saying loping you have to stop using the word loping i hate it <laughs> it sounds like dirty armpit or crotchy smell to me 
I don't know why. That do some words do that for you? Do you have a word like my sister can't handle the word moist, which I know a lot of people don't like moist, but yeah, I don't really. Uh, I don't like the word belly. I've never liked it. I guess. Oh, really? Yes, I hate that when people are like my belly. It's like it's your stomach. I know it's a different part and the stomach is an actual organ but yes i've always hated the word belly i think i guess i li- uh i actually like belly because i remember my mom to babies going oh i go get you belly oh you belly uh, like it reminds me of pets cute. and babies pets and babies remind right. me of belly right yeah. it, at least it doesn't remind you of dirty crotch smell <laughs> that's what it says <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> anyway, there we go. I just apparently it really hit me wrong that night. I just could not live without going ahead and and saying it's I okay to let some words up. die. I have more of a hang up where I start driving myself insane about a word that I've seen or heard hundreds, if not thousands, of times in my life, and then being like, "Is that how you spell sale?" S-A-L-E. And sometimes I will like go mad over it. And then I, 15, 20 minutes later, I'm like, I just could have looked it up. Yeah. End of the (laughs) argument and not ask a third person how you spell it and then still not believe them, even though they've all told me the same answer. (laughs) Oh my God. That's true. Well, you know what? We're all just uh, loping along in life. <laughs> Live and let lope. That's my motto. Oh, gross. Ew. <laughs> Live and let lope. No. It's just like that. You know that tuba song, like with El- Disney elephants or something? Of course. <laughs> Okay. The minute you said it, I pictured a whole array of characters marching along yes. with their arms. Yes. Their arms can't go to their side because they're too round. That's true. <laughs> All right, Jessica, are you ready for a cleansing breath? Yes, I am. <laughs> Me too. This is the staple of our show. We like to get all of our fury and our annoyances and yours as well. Any grievances right. you have us you want us to bitch out for you, we'll happily do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then we take a deep breath in. We blow out all that frustration, all that tenseness out of our bodies, minds, and muscles. And we spend the rest of the show filling up with bunnies, good stories, charity organizations, blah, blah, blah. So if you can scream it out, be careful with your voice, but I always encourage it. If you can't, at least take a second to breathe with us. Are you ready? Yes. All right. Take a deep breath in. <sighs> And out. <sighs> ah, yes. Breathing is nice. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> let's just shuffle on into our corners so that you may shuffle, make your ball way. Change. Shuffle Indeed. ball change. Jessica, it looks like you okay. have a real special corner right now. I think it's a weirdo of the week. Oh god. <clears throat> You're weird. You're so very weird. Why must you bring your weirdness here? I just turned oh, purple. 
Yeah, you should have maybe had me sing Wolfman Jack this week. <laughs> oh my god, I welcome it. Oh my gosh, are you okay? You need to still write a song about emotional support plant. We need to come up with a ditty for that. I didn't that bring one today because I was in a hurry. But <laughs> um, This is really something. Uh, multiple people sent this. Uh, I know our friend Sarah sent this. Another listener or two sent it. I believe you sent this to I me or I, I sent, sent it, it to you. Yeah I, yeah. I was dying. Yes. Anonymous artist Wanksy <laughs> draws penises on UK potholes to make government fix them. Yes. Okay, I love you, Wanksy. I do too. Okay. I love your mission. I love what you stand for. And I'm I'm supportive of your wanks. <laughs> it is hilarious okay seriously that is a huge problem in yes. areas that are prone to that montreal is a city prone to potholes because it is such harsh winters mm. and it affects the asphalt and all that stuff it's constantly cracking montreal has perpetual potholes i imagine the uk does too it mm. can be dark dank rainy right um this comes to us from Board Panda, and the art, uh, the author is just Danius. Doesn't mm -hmm. go by another name, just Danius. No, just like Prince, yeah, or Beyonce. <laughs> the artist formerly known by da as Danius. Yes. After another cyclist friend was injured by potholes, okay, already not funny, Wanksy, a graffiti artist for some, a hooligan, one of my favorite words, for others, from Greater Manchester, England, decided to act. He used washable paint to draw graffiti tags shaped like penises around potholes in his neighborhood, and suddenly they were repaired in 48 hours. Uh, oh, I guess it is possible, isn't it? Uh-huh. Magically Magic. Put a, put a wang on there, you can get some magic. <laughs> <laughs> People will drive over the same pothole and forget about it, Wanksy said in an interview. Suddenly, you draw something amusing around it, everyone sees it, and it either gets reported or fixed. Yep. A Barry Council spokesman disagreed. Painting obscene graffiti around potholes will not get them repaired any quicker, but simply waste valuable time and resources and is considered vandalism. Well, First great, of all, then your grandchildren on a walk with a bunch of dongs in their faces. I bet you okay. you get it fixed. Okay. Also, I give major props to Wanksy because he's not uh, destroying his community. He uses washable paint. He didn't use permanent spray paint and cause other things that are unnecessary for repair. It's washable. Get yeah. over it. Get over it. Board Panda journalists found that using the Manchester City Council website, it took five clip clicks, one form, one survey, and a minimum of five days just to get a pothole inspected. Oh Lithuanians God. use a similar but different tactic to get their roads repaired. Excuse me? Oh. Um, what is it? We might have to do a little fault. Well, I don't know. It doesn't say, but it we might have to do say? a little. Why would they say? 
It's like Lithuanians use a similar but different tactic. Well, what is it? Vaginas? What? Vaginas? That's what I, I was mean. Thinking. What? Are you what are you painting labia on either side of the holes? I don't understand. I need an explanation. I am all about Wanksy. Now, another thing, and it is very Bansky-esque, uh, Banksy or Banksy? whatever. I love it. He's using, yeah, Banksy. He's using washable paint, and it's very reminiscent to me of Banksy doing that genius thing where one of his works was sold at Sotheby's at auction, and then the minute it was bid on, it was like, I think we talked about, it was, it was one of our episodes way back closed. when. Yeah, when the sale and then closed. the thing turned on and it self shredded itself. Shredded, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But seriously, do what you need to do without hurting anyone to get some mm -hmm. attention. Called well, to and things. I'm sure people are like, I don't want my children seeing dongs. I'm like, okay, well, yeah, nobody does. So fix the road. That's the point. Okay, <laughs> it's clear they can get it done way quicker than they do, right? Whatever it takes. <laughs> oh. I love it. I love it. All right. Well, I have a super sweet corner this yes. week. And I know probably everybody in the world's already seeing it. It bears repeating because it's so precious. So, so cute. I love it. Uh, this is a golden oldies corner from People Magazine. It was written by Michael Lee Simpson. California community hosts adorable dog parade for animal loving neighbors 100th birthday. Dr. Robert hmm. Moore. A 100-year-old dog lover, which, by the way, congratulations, sir. Yes. Received heartwarming tributes from family and friends. My father, he was so touched, Moore's daughter said. So Dr. Robert Moore is a retired San Jose State University dean and had a birthday celebration fit for a dog lover. Moore's family organized a surprise dog parade for his 100th birthday and invited neighbors to join in with their furry friends. While planning the parade, the family estimated 20 to 30 dogs would show up. However, to their astonishment, nearly 200 dogs, all shapes and sizes, came to wish Dr. Moore a happy birthday. According to NBC oh. Bay Area, the dogs were dressed in costumes ranging from tuxedos to cowboy hats. Some arrived in classic cars. Dr. Moore was overjoyed by the canine procession and petted every dog that came by. Many canine oh. attendees brought gifts for the man, cupcakes, flowers, posters, and drawings. The 100-year-old, known to family and friends as the Dog Whisperer, could name all of the breeds. Quote, my father, he was so touched. He pet every single dog that came through. Every person brought the dog up to him. It was so lovely, Moore's daughter, Allison Moore, told NBC Bay Area. This is probably the biggest thing that happened in our family that's given us the most joy, his other daughter, Vicky, added. It's hard to explain how special it was. It really felt like... It really felt the birthday. He really felt the birthday love. Allison added, "They were mostly strangers, and it just made you feel wonderful oh. about your community. That people would come out and do that for your dad, who you love so much." I love that. I know I that feeling too. too. My dad just had a birthday, and whenever I post, you know, my friends love my dad because uh, yeah, he he's a, the best. He's amazing. Yeah, and I just love to see my friends love him because he's so precious and. I can't imagine a hundred years old and that's what he wanted for his birthday that, you know, that's going to be me. I mean, I would, yeah. you can do that for me in September if you wanted and I would be but perfect. You want happy. every animal. You will not um, even Ark. be partial to dogs. Uh -huh. Right. I want Noah's Ark. I want everything you have. 
that loves you, bring it to my face. <laughs> you know what I wish that I could get for you? What? A finger monkey. Oh my god. So badly I, don't I want one. No that there's anything smaller or cuter other than so we know than my sugar, the sugar glider. glider. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My little Adriana. <sighs> Tiny, cute. Tiny cute. Sweet creatures. I love them. Oh my god. It's also anyway. the little hands. I always remember her hands the first time I saw you feed her and the little tiny, tiniest fingers ever and how she held her food and ate it. They have a little, they have a little thumb, thumb, so it's very similar to us. I can't handle it. Oh my God. I love that corner. Thank you to that community for showing up for that man. That was beautiful. Also, I really do love when people jump in and do something or hear about something. They're like, hey, I don't know the person, but someone is asking for something, whether it's just for a joyous thing or they're asking for help. What a beautiful thing. I just read. I wish I had screenshot this, but I read something this week that said the most generous act of kindness is to do something without looking for recognition and without the person knowing you've done it. Yeah. Right. Like just doing something. And instead of being George Costanza, (laughs) it's a big salad letting everyone know that you bought that salad. Right. Yeah. I did that for a friend recently. I was babysitting and she's like, I'm sorry. Everything's never a mess. It's like the cleanest house ever. Her, (laughs) mess my house has never looked like okay and i was just like she's like don't touch anything just leave the dishes whatever and i just looked at it and i was like just do the dish you think i wanted to do a sink full of dishes that weren't mine no but i'm like this is somebody who works really hard and has two babies i'm just gonna do the dishes and let it just be something that she doesn't have to deal with when she comes home right yes yes and it felt good. That. that seems so stupid, but it was just a little thing. I'm like, I'm going to do those dishes for her. Yeah, they don't have well, a dishwasher. I'm saying like, nobody yeah, wants neither to do, do I. Dishes. You can come do to my dishes if you want. <laughs> 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 no, I love that because there, there's that saying, you know, if you're going to do something for someone, do it for fun and for free. You don't yes. need recognition and you don't need to expect payback. Yep. That's what true kindness is. Totally. I'm actually always amazed too. just one little aside. I notice every time now that there is some type of Kickstarter or GoFundMe for uh, a death or somebody is falling on hard times or whatever is sick, had an accident. You always see in the donations quite a few anonymous and whether it's $5 or sometimes $500. (laughs) I'm like, amazing. And I bet some of those are just people that have the means and they're like, oh, that's a friend oh. of so-and-so's. I'll help them. You know what one I mean? Year, one year, my nephew was trying to go to, he had been awarded a position to go to this fa- fancy summer camp, like to help pre-med mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And his family couldn't afford it. And so I went ahead. I don't like to do this. It's only when I need to, you know, I went ahead and shared it. And someone anonymously donated his entire tuition. See? Yeah. You never know. You never yeah. know. I bawled. Yeah. 
It was yeah. really, really beautiful because he worked so hard to earn that spot. And for him not to be able to go would have been devastating. Exactly. So anyway, and, you know, oh, I, I know that. who it was just because I know, but uh-huh. nobody else did, you know. Right. So, totally. Anyway, beautiful. Beautiful. I love it. Well, let's move on to the best part of our show. You have such a great, mm-hmm. we both have great ones. We both have great we ones do. this week. I say that all the time, but it's true. I love them. Okay, oh. those of you. I wish what? I had it right with me to show, but I'll take a picture with it. I bought one of our raves when I was in the desert. I bought a oh. bitch stick. You did? Uh, yes. yes. Do you love it? And it's it's amazing and it is so soft and they smell fantastic. It's a delight. I highly recommend everything. Nice. It's like organic sunflower, coconut, and beeswax. There's nothing Ugh. bad in it. And again, it's going back to a great Giving cause back. and helping uh people of domestic violence, victims yes. of that. Love it. This is something that really caught my eye. And we have discussed the idea of um, doing things to help reform people in prison. Sometimes we've this has come up on the show. And the beautiful thing that can come out of people who can change. I mean, mm-hmm. it is possible for people to change. I don't care what mm-hmm. people say. Some people will never change. But some people, the light goes off. Yes. yes. Well into life, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I just love anything that is taking animals that already are in need, right? Mm-hmm. And then giving them to people who are also in need. This is Perfect Pals. Mm-hmm. You can find them at P-U-R-R-F-E-C-T pals.org. Finding acceptable foster care for semi-feral and extremely shy cats and kittens needing socialization and human contact can be challenging for perfect pals. In the spring of 2006, that challenge was met by an unlikely group of individuals in the offenders at the Monroe Correctional Complex Special Offender Unit. SOU. Uh, which is the acronym for that, is a psychiatric prison unit contained within MCC. The living unit houses 96 mentally ill offenders who enthusiastically welcome the opportunity to provide foster care for the young and or feral kittens. Mm -hmm. Our prison foster program was developed as a way to provide quality kitten foster care while simultaneously motivating offenders to make positive life changes. Mm -hmm. Like this really fills my heart with joy you and i both are to say we're animal lovers is an understatement and we know Mm -hmm. the power of an animal and i know the power of therapy animals i've been the recipient of getting their love while i've been in the hospital over the years it's incredible and sometimes the only thing that gives you even a glimmer of joy yes The amazing partnership between Perfect Pals and MCC has made this wonderful program possible. Countless kittens that might otherwise have been euthanized have been altered and adopted. Perfect Pals pays for all the costs related to the program, such as food, litter, crates, and veterinary care. In 2014, we expanded the prison foster program to include shy adult cats. Since 2006, over 850 perfect pals 
Cat's Kittens have graduated from the Monroe, Monroe Corrections Kitten and Cat Connections program. So to learn more about this, uh, again, go to per, P-U-R-R-F-E-C-T, pals.org. It will be in our show notes as always. Um, it's just a beautiful thing. It is helping the humans. It is helping the animals. And what a beautiful thing to do. Uh, yes. Again, we need more of this. We need more rehabilitation in our lives instead of yes. throwing away the key, forgetting about people, and especially those who are mentally ill. Um, This is a beautiful, beautiful thing. And they are having success dealing with these animals that maybe the average person is not really capable. Take the time for. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I really love it. And also when you're caring for another living being that is promoting and teaching you empathy. Yep. So it's very powerful. And I Absolutely. think we have a huge lack of empathy in humanity these days. We need to get yep. some of that back. Um, thank you, Jessica. That's beautiful. I love it. Yes. My rave this week is an organization called Seed Your Future. You can find them at yes. seedyourfuture.org. Their mission statement is we envision a U.S. where everyone understands and values the importance of plants and the people who work in the art, science, technology, and business of horticulture. I love it. I love it. I love it. They want to promote horticulture and inspire people to pursue careers working with plants. Now, I never even really realized that that was a possibility. Like, it just never crossed my mind. So let me give you some some information here. Why is this important? There has been a decline in interest in plants and in pursuing careers in horticulture. Uh, That's a problem. That's a problem. Now, I will say there was an uptick in plant love during the pandemic because it was a pandemic hobby. And I'm hoping that that will reinvigorate the love and the knowledge that careers are even available in that, in that arena. Um, there's been a decline in interest in plants and pursuing careers in horticulture. This has caused many challenges, including low appreciation for how plants impact the world. They literally clean our air. So that's just one basic thing. Declining oh college, university, and certification program enrollment in horticulture and plant blindness. The inability to see or notice plants in one's own environment, leading to the inability to recognize the importance of plants in the biosphere and human affairs. And I will say, you may think, no, oh. no, nah, nah, that's not true. But it is because my sister makes fun of me. I am the worst about when I'm out in public, I notice plants and I notice if they've been taken care of. And at a mall, <laughs> I will walk over and I will love prune it. the dead leaves it. off of a plant. You probably don't even notice those plants in the mall. <laughs> I sure do. <laughs> love it. Um, the average U.S. citizen, I do, I can't help it. It just hurts my heart to see them like that. The average (laughs) U.S. citizen can identify more than 1,000 brands and logos, but fewer than 10 local plants. Wow. That hurt my heart. Mm -hmm. You know McDonald's, but you don't know what kind of plants in your front yard. Okay. Right? uh, Okay, so most schools stop teaching plant-based concepts in the third grade, Jessica. Third grade. This is very upsetting since we're supposed to be moving towards a plant-based 
Uh, Society. Yes. <laughs> I mean, you know, cutting down. I just saw a BBC article that said just cutting down, not even completely stopping eating meat. If you cut down a right. certain percentage of meat, like only eat it twice a week instead of three, it's the equivalent over a certain amount of time of taking eight million cars off the road. Yeah. That's how much the planet is hurt by livestock farming. Hey, hey, hey. Okay. Well, the, industri- the industrialized farming. Correct. <laughs> yes. That's absolutely right. Zero middle schoolers in our focus groups across the country said they have heard of the word horticulture. Middle schoolers have never heard the word horticulture. No. I may not be able to say it because I'm a hillbilly, but I know what it is. <laughs> Only 61% of the average 57,600 annual job openings in food, agricultural, renewable, natural resources, or the environment are filled due to lack of qualified candidates, y'all, causing a severe workforce gap. Download a copy of our infographic detailing the challenges, progress, and opportunities in horticulture. The future of horticulture, inspiring the love of plants and plant careers. Our goals are to create awareness and a favorable perception of horticulture and increase awareness of careers working with plants Mm. among youth and youth influencers. We want to engage and excite youth about horticulture and careers working with plants, increase the skilled workforce in horticulture and development, a strong pipeline of future talent. We want to cultivate partnerships and strengthen and collaborations to advance our mission and to diversify and broaden the base of volunteers, advocates, and supporters, resource development, and diversify funding sources and increase financial supporters and ensure the sustainability of the movement. Let me just tell y'all, if you don't think plants are important, how have you never heard about how we're killing the Amazon rainforest and it's killing our planet? They're real important. They clean the carbon dioxide out of your air. They create... It provides... Food. A huge part of the oxygen for the planet. It also feeds us. Um, they're very, very. Y'all know I love plants. I could go on and on. I won't, but check them out. Seed our future. Seedyourfuture.org. We'll put it in the show notes. Well, I have to give you uh, props for your plant knowledge and advice because I myself have a new emotional support plant. Emotional support <gasps> plant. Look at your I did what literal. you said. Well, the other it's one happy. died. So I got a new one. That's and I okay. took it out of that cylinder, but yes, it was like too rough. I should have I should have cut it with scissors. I think I really like traumatized it getting it out. And Alan's mm. like, oh, that thing's dead. I'm like, no, I'm really gonna have faith. I'm gonna put it in a new ramekin with distilled water and i'm just gonna be patient with it and i bottom watered it as you said and look at this thing it's so happy it's going nuts <laughs> yes you have like and i have to s- new traps up there ready to open i, I can't believe it thank yeah, you dana i'm not joking she's i need to make happy. a video and send it thanking zinnia for her plant knowledge <gasps> i would love that will you please do that yes i'm serious because I love that. Thing was gonna go, and I was like, "No, I'm gonna do it." Dana said, and "It worked." <laughs> Yay! You, you know, know it's funny. that's also I saw a meme the other day that said uh, the new kids are plants. 
So like, I yes. forget what it labeled kids as. It wasn't like hateful. It wasn't like a responsibility or like, it was more like, sure. I forget what it was, but then it said, but the new, the new pets are plants. <laughs> so like your, your kids are, your kids are up here and then pets and then plants have become the new pets. So pets have taken mm -hmm. a step up on the, on the important, you know, everybody. Moved I love up. it. <laughs> <laughs> also, anyway. you know what it's a good lesson in? Uh, being patient. Because oh, yeah. my old ways, I would have taken something and run it under the faucet with too much water and like soak it and probably shock it. I did what you said and I poured in a little bit and I waited. I checked and it in a couple it. hours and it soaked it up. Yeah. Put in a little more instead of drowning the poor thing. You just have to be patient. I've been babysitting a lot lately and the little boy has a aquarium and he's obsessed mm. with it. And I'm obsessed with aquariums and we look at it a lot, but he takes a chopstick and he's been like kind of moving some of the shells over and I'm like, that's fine. But then I was like, Hey, let's not touch it. We don't want to touch the water. The oils from our hands aren't good. It can make the fish, you know, I'm trying to explain all this stuff to him. Um, and then I said, hey, man, let's stop taking this stuff out and rearranging it. Seriously, like, I don't think your dad's going to like that. We're already getting right. water everywhere. I was like, well, then I look behind the tank and I see a shell. I'm not <gasps> pretty sure it's not one of the decorative shells. And I'm like, uh, excuse me. He's like, what? I'm like, who is this? And I could tell there was a snail in it. He's like, oh, Mr. Flumbago. <laughs> First of all. First of all, his name is Mr. Flumbago. Okay. I can't. He named, he has a frog that's the cutest thing I've ever seen. And you would die if he's, he named him Webby. It's a skinny, long yeah, aquatic the, frog that swims. Oh my God, I'm obsessed. Like the little African Cracker Jack ones. Yes. Yes. I've had some of them. I'm obsessed. I love them. Oh yes. God. That, a bunch of different fish, a bunch of snails. And one of them like goes around all the time oh yeah well mr flambago i saw had you know kind of tucked up in that shell and i said dom um i'm just going to be honest with you i don't know if he is still alive or not yeah but do you understand this is why we cannot be unless your dad is cleaning the tank yeah. scooping this stuff up and out and whatever and i could tell he was like and he's a smart kid he got it and yeah. i'm like yeah he goes well what are you doing i said i'm gonna gently put him back in the tank and we are not gonna touch him Okay, we're going to let him reacclimate, going to let him start to hopefully soak up some of the water, rehydrate himself, and then we'll see. So the thing didn't move. I saw it had kind of come back down to the opening. So I knew, I'm not trying to be weird or gruesome, but I am talking about a snail. Not that I don't care about a snail any less than yeah. something else. I saw it came down. And I'm like, I'm just going to have faith. And I kept saying, I'm like, I don't want to give the kid false hope. Yeah. I also sometimes I'm like, is this my place? Should I be explaining life and death to a child? Am I inappropriate as an auntie and a friend <laughs> to be doing this? Well, I'm doing it. Yeah. So my point is, he just kept saying, is it okay? I go, I don't know. We got to just give it time and we just got to have faith. Let's hope that Mr. Flambego is okay. I wake up in the morning and I open my phone and I was heading back there to babysit the next day and I have a text and it says, Mr. Flumbago is alive! Exclamation Yay! point. <laughs> oh, I love so I'm that. I'm not kidding. 
you inspired the patients with a snail because of the patients that you inspired me and the proper care of me Venus flytrap. So thank I love you. it. Serious. Well, that's the whole point of my kids show. It is a show about nature, but we yes. learn, I really believe that we learn life lessons through nature. Nature Absolutely. was here before us, you know? So anyway, Indeed. I love it. I love that. Oh, I'm glad Mr. Flamingo's yes. okay. Okay. <laughs> I was so, so happy cute. to see him. <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, Jessica. Dana. I think that's our show. I think it is. Would you like to tell people how to get a hold of us one more time? Yes, indeed. Please reach out to us, follow us, like us, comment to us, send us anything you wish at the Rants and Raves podcast on both Instagram and Facebook. You can find us on TikTok at the Rants and Raves P. Please go to our YouTube channel, subscribe, download, watch an episode, uh, you know, laugh along with us, see how crazy we are um, with your own eyeballs and not just your auditory abilities in your ears i need to shut up and stop <laughs> rambling um i've had too much coffee um what else can i tell you you can send us a direct email at the ransom raves podcast at gmail.com or go to the contact button on our website www.theransomravespodcast.com thank you dana i yes. love you we're going to get through this insanity, and when I am back in town, I will be meeting you on the picket lines. Um, yeah. It will still be hot as hell, but it's we're going to do it. It's hot out there, guys, but we got to do um, it. Yep. And yep. Uh, shout out to all of the people. I know you have been out there this past week, you and Kate, uh, yeah. all of our friends that are- I also just want to- I just want to- Marching- Yes, Everything. I just want to shout out to, I want to say some listeners have actually contacted me concerned nice. and wanting more knowledge about what's going on. And mm -hmm. people are asking, what can I do to help? And I'm, I'll just say it again. What you can do to help is share our message. Make sure people don't. Yes. Make sure people know that we're not just being greedy, rich people from Hollywood. Yes. There are exactly. some of those and they're named David Zasloff and Bob Iger. And <laughs> it's not us. We're just workaday people. <laughs> So yeah. thank you, thank you, thank you to all of you who have reached out personally. It really meant a lot to me. So I appreciate that. Indeed. Um, Jessica, I adore you. I know you have to get I on a flight you, soon. Friend. So I'm not going to, yes. I'm, I'm just going to cut to it. I like to leave us with a point to ponder. Um, have you seen anything you need to share? I saw Asteroid City. Oh, how was it? It's beautiful. I yeah. love the aesthetic of Wes Anderson. I'm I sure you do it's too. So cute. Yeah. I do like how stylized it is, the acting, yeah. the look, all of that. Admittedly, I saw it when I was very tired and very sick. I went to a matinee on a Sunday because that's more my speed these days. Yeah. And uh, Alan had to wake me up three times. Oh, you got kind of sleepies. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, they're not but action it's movies. It's beautiful. They're not. Oh, yeah. It's really beautiful. Um, also, uh, what's his name that does a lot of Wes Anderson that I love? What's his name? Uh, Edward Norton. Yes. He has an interview out right now where he tells people that he actually loses money doing Wes Anderson films because they don't mm -hmm. pay well. So there you go. That's another reason we're striking. Okay. 
Sorry to re- ruin your beautiful your beautiful moment, Jessica. I feel bad, but you know we got to fight. Not at all. <laughs> um, I went and saw Across the Spider Verse. Oh, so Ooh, good. Ooh, I heard it was good. It's so good. It's so good. I went with my family. That was great. Um, okay, amazing. I've got a point for us to ponder. You know, sometimes I like something heavy. I feel like I brought a lot of heaviness today, so I brought something a little lighter. For you to ponder. Um, and it's got some information in it I did not know before. And I'm not sure how I feel about it. So you know okay. the expression, uh, see you later, alligator. Mm-hmm. You know the other one, too, after a while, crocodile. Do see you know in a the... while, crocodile. Yeah, yeah. Do you know more? No. Me neither. Well, I got you all covered. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just found a whole list. Here we go. See you later, alligator. After a while, crocodile. Gotta go, buffalo. That just sounds like you have to poo-poo to me, but okay. <laughs> See you soon, raccoon. Be sweet, parakeet. Take care, polar bear. In a shake, garter snake. Hit the road, happy toad. Can't stay, blue jay. Bye-bye, butterfly. Give me a hug, ladybug. Toodle do kangaroo. No, uh-uh. I don't like I cannot. mixing birds and kangaroos. Don't. No, I don't. Time, time to scoot, little newt. Till then, penguin. I don't like that one. Adios, oh hippos. No. no. Hasta mañana, iguana. That one I do like. Hasta mañana, iguana. <laughs> Give me a kiss, goldfish. A lot of these are real touchy. <laughs> Get in Creepy. line, porcupine. That one I might use, but not for in a friendly way. Get in line, porcupine. Get in line, porcupine. Uh, out the door, dinosaur. Oh, I like that. I think these all sound better in my accent. Am I wrong? <laughs> 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 and here's the final one. Hope you guys have a great week. Jessica, have a wonderful trip. I love you. We'll see you when you're back. Thank you. Indeed, my friend. We're out of here, guys. We got to get on the bus, octopus. (laughs) No. No, I don't like that. Nope. Went too far. (laughs) Too far. Too far. Too far. (laughs) 